Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. Whether you're looking for a custom cable build or just something quick and easy off the shelf, uh, go check out sinusoid.com for your cable needs. Absolutely. They take good care of us. They make some really cool stuff. You can get cables in all the fancy colors that are available these days with <laughs> those, uh, what is it What is it called? Like the, the TechFlex. TechFlex. It's that, that weave around it. Yeah. It makes it uh, indestructible. You can use it as a rope now. You cowboy, you can take your sinusoid cable, you can go lasso a cow with it. Somehow, uh, I don't think that's a promise they would want us to make. 100 year guarantee as a lasso. That you can use it as a lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sinusoid, for sponsoring the episode. Uh, this is going to be a special sorry for end all, of the year edition. Sorry for all the cowboys that order your cable. <laughs> And try to return it in three What if it turns out the, that it's like the most premium... the steer breaks away. It's the, sinusoid cable is the most premium lasso experience you could imagine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't even like freaking tie a knot tight enough that would work. <laughs> sinusoid cables, the best for slip knots. <laughs> All right. Hey, Steve. You did it wrong again. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Humcast, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast? Yeah, it's a podcast. Did I say them all? Yeah. What if someday this isn't a podcast, and then we have to uh, change the intro to say, radio show? We're a, a radio show now, or... Uh, Internet radio? Yeah, a mind cast. We caught, we, we cast it into your mind directly. Well, That's as it done. is, it's like on your phone. It's not on a pod. Yeah, there's, it's not a, there's not, people don't use iPods anymore. It's on their phones. So it needs to be called a phone cast or just a, it's a podcast now. Let's be honest. So we're going to do a, a special. Different... You don't have anything new? Nah, I got you? something new. What do you have new? Uh, we got those uh the three monkeys uh nine volt DC oh, yeah. pl- uh, plugs. Uh, the three monkeys amps is selling these uh plugs. We're gonna we're gonna try to find a way to assemble them and sh- share our assembly experience on the social medias. But just at first glance, they're really they look nice. They're pretty. Uh, it's a like a metal barrel. So yeah. I'm kind of interested in seeing how it all gets put together. We have enough to make two two cables basically. So uh, right. we'll do uh, we'll do a review of them, talk about them, our experience. Uh, a yeah. big question I have because a, a couple of companies are coming out with these fancy power cable plugs now. Yeah. Um, my big question because they all have metal sleeves on them. Like, are sparks gonna fly? What's gonna happen if like things touch that metal sleeve? It's only nine volts. I know, but it's still like, you know, what's gonna happen? I'm curious. So I'm I'm curious to see how these. You things- will die, Ryan. I'm curious to see how these things but work only you in a in a functional setting uh in the rat's nest that's under my board. I want to see what happens. So yeah, looking forward to trying these things out. I'm glad they sent it, sent them to us. Uh do we want to get into the regular content of the show? Let's get into that regular content. So we're gonna do basically I mean, if you're listening the day this came out, or even the week this came out, it's the week after Christmas. Coming yeah. up to New Year's. I figure we just kind of chill out and do like a recap of our year and, so and you know, talk about our feelings, Steve. You know, nope. Talk about <laughs> There's a little preview of how things go in Steve's home life. Hey, Steve, you want to talk about our feelings? Nope. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? <laughs> he was so quick on that. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna set a little scene here. Like, imagine Steve and I are sitting in two big comfy chairs. I by, wish. by the fireplace, <laughs> you know, like there's the Christmas music playing lightly in the background. We're drinking eggnog, guys, with with, guys. with brandy in it. Guys, imagine I'm stirring my eggnog with a candy cane. Steve. Imagine this. Imagine this scenario. We're wearing robes. Picture this. Picture this. Uh huh. Ryan and Steve are sitting in a cold <laughs> garage. Across a white plastic table from each other, 
Steve is staring at a wall with some random mural that looks like a poor like man's Disney forest. Ryan is staring at a wall with a pegboard full of rusty tools. This, this uh, An unfinished glitter guitar in the corner. Your scene, which is completely fictitious, by the way, my scene is the real scene. The Steve scene is a lot, uh, it's got this whole, like, like 21st century Charles Dickens thing going on. Like, at any moment, a cripple's going to come in and, and beg for money, and we're going to turn oh, him away. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, kind sir. So we put up a uh, a thing on the Facebook group asking what people's favorite moments of uh, the podcast year were. What so, was your favorite moment of the podcast I think we should year? just go through this and, like, discuss. No, I want to know. But my your, favorite? Your favorite? I think Do you have a favorite moment. My, I think my favorite thing this past year, like as far as the podcast goes, was going up to Tower Fest and doing that whole thing, and also just you know our interactions with Doug Cower and Paul Roney and getting to do the demos of the little stinker and the and the KR one. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the big highlight of my year in the podcast. I think that's really fun. We also got to do the 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 airline guitar in the Eastwood bass, like getting yeah, to, getting to do cool. stuff like that and having kind of the demo side of our podcast become pretty legitimate. Yeah, has yeah, been, no, it really has been a big highlight of my life. Um, I was gonna say, uh, maybe we only did it once. I thought we did it twice this year. I was going to say Ad Week, man. Ad Week was fun. Ad Week, well, was, Ad Week was a lot of fun to record. It was a lot of fun to record. We're planning on doing that uh, more often, like once yeah. a couple times a year is the plan, when we feel like doing it. Yeah, I, I like that. I actually kind of like that format, I think, better than uh, Adventure Time. Yeah, Adventure Time was kind of forced. Yeah, Ad Week was just like, ah, we're not going to record a standard episode this week we're just gonna do like seven ads yeah it was, it was a, a lot of fun so that was fun um so yeah i think i think for me like that was kind of the highlight also um uh if yeah i i don't, I don't know i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> well let's just go through some of these things that happen and like just kind of reminisce i guess um you want to reminisce man? remember how like Basically a year ago, we had our basic our hundredth episode. I mean, this is one fifty one, so it's a one week shy of our hundredth episode. Yeah, anniversary. Um, um, we got to hang out with with friggin' Bob Taylor and one burritos. week shy of our hundredth. Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, and uh, I think that was the first time we got to uh, hang out with Aaron. I think he had just started listening to the podcast or just joined the group. And he just, you know, he found out about the thing at, at uh, Salvage and showed up. And yeah. that was like our first interaction with him. Like, oh, here's a new listener. That's awesome. Now he has a podcast that's a spinoff of a fan podcast of our show. And, uh, so. <laughs> and yeah. that was another thing. Like, all the new podcasts popping up this year, you know, spinning off of, you know, from people who are listeners of our show looking that looking at us like oh these guys are doing it i can do it too and yeah starting their own podcast it's been kind of crazy yeah it's been kind of crazy i was listening to the flip and flippers podcast earlier today mm-hmm. uh you know carter's talk tone is starting to do all kinds of media stuff which is fun like demos and stuff i think they want to do a podcast too uh seeing uh you know bake like wyland <laughs> i just said bake wyland Seeing Blake Wyland come up in his podcast game, good old, good old Bake. We're like Bake a, Island, a Bake Island. Um, <laughs> we're, you know, we were basically like his Nam Sherpa at the yeah. last Winter Nam. Yeah, that was actually really fun. Um, and I'm looking, I'm actually really looking forward to doing that again. Yeah, but uh, not to future cast too much, but um, we are, I'm, we're working with, uh, we're gonna be. Sharing condo with the Gear Slum. Yeah, that's gonna be great. And with uh, Daniel Shields. Yep. Right from DS from, Guitar Engineering. From DS, yeah, from DS Guitar Engineering. So actually, I, I thought um, kind of doing the Nam Sherpa thing was a blast. I know you did it more than I did because you're there the first two days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even going up on the on Saturday Sunday and kind of hanging out and and because you know even when you're there all four days, like you spend I 
definitely the feeling that I got from them was like you spend the first like day or two just getting your bearings. Yeah, like, getting the lay of the land. You can't even really be sherpa during the first two days because you're so like overwhelmed. Yeah. So it was kind of it was pretty cool. It's it kind of like cool. in a in like the sandbox style video game where like the first couple of days you're playing, you're just exploring like the first area that they drop you in. Yeah. And then after that, you start getting into your quests and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, but it's just been a really uh, fun thing for me to see how much like Blake Wyland's whole thing has taken off. Like a year ago, he was pretty new to podcasting. Yeah. And you're like, hey, come just hang out with us and I'll take you around and you can be, you know, like my guest co-host on the days when Steve isn't here. And now a year later, he's, you know, co-hosting with freaking Bryant Wappler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, you know, a pedal made. This had two runs. Yeah which is a great freaking pedal like and he's doing all this stuff getting all these really great interviews it's just really cool to see people who are connected to our community like doing stuff similar to us but different and like like doing great with it it's cool for sure so i'm hoping to see more of that in the coming year hoping to see you know the slum live their dreams hoping to see uh, carter's talk tone do all kinds of fun stuff and the other podcasts that are kind of spinning off of our little world and are talking about us on their shows. <laughs> we get name dropped a lot. It's weird. Um, let me pull this list back up and we'll just yeah um, keep going through things. I, you know, the thing I, I go back and forth. I know you really want to keep it to once a year. Um, but, uh, the 60 cycle hum praise and worship. <laughs> There's a, a lot of people. It's legendary, and I think I think because we have it so limited, that's what's going to keep it legendary. So that's the thing is you want to keep it. So it has 276 members. I think when we so we opened it on April Fool's Day. Yeah, we only really had like a hundred members that first day. Like literally, since in the time that it has been closed, people see the group the when mem- they search for us, right? And they join. And in. they join both. They join both groups. Um, but it's just like, it's so weird to me. Um, just because I guess I, I don't, uh, there's a part of me that wants to make it like a reality, but I don't know if I want to manage do the admin for both our group and, uh, praise and worship offshoot group. Here's, here's the thing. It's. It's we don't have a big enough group to warrant an actual like division of like, oh, here's the praise and worship content and here's the sure. regular content. And I don't want us to appear to be a troll group. Like it's a right. it's a fun joke once a year. Um but I don't want it to be like, oh, here's sixty cycle hum, like doing their their gag on praise and worship again you know well i mean it, i wouldn't i want it it I would be like real like i april would want fools, it to be able... april fools just makes it feel special to me right because you're a sick sad little man <laughs> <laughs> like you want to open it up completely or do you want to do like special no i'm saying like i sometimes i just think about like making it full time like always open like a real group Right. Like, yeah, we well, have. Well, it our, is a real group. It's just close. But like right a now. real, like a serious, like offshoot group. You want to see if we could do a praise and worship group right? No, I wouldn't even say right because I think that impl- implies that a lot of people have done it wrong. You want to say if you can do a praise and worship group that is self sustaining and drama free? Sure. I think there are a lot of people that want that join the group and that's what they think they're getting into. Because it is a closed group, so they don't really, they don't know what it is when they join. But something I enjoy about our main group is that the praise and worship content uh, lives in relative harmony with sure content. And, and, and I, the people are interacting in a real, like, human way with each other. Right, and the reality is that if we opened it up, what we would probably get is a lot of cross-posting. Exactly. And that does drive me insane. It drives me nuts. Being in several groups. It drives me nuts when someone, and I, you know, I love all your posts, guys, you know, don't stop posting, but it drives me nuts when, you know, there's someone who 
posts in like four different groups and because I'm friends with them or something, I see that same post in all four groups. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little nutty. I don't, I, unless, unless people can convince me otherwise, I'm just not going to put my vote towards a uh, 60 cycle hum praise and worship becoming a day to day thing. I think it's a special treat. Maybe if we make it a, uh, a reward somehow, like if someone wins a contest, then they get to open up praise and worship on their birthday or something. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Or they get to open it up for one day. Like you won, you get to choose a day. You get to open it up that day. You know, it's like a treasure chest. It's a prize. Right. Right. Anyway, it's just a thing I, I think about from time to time. Uh, we've, we've done some things in the year that had, uh, some, drama and and backlash attached to him yeah we did that vertex interview yeah that one um kind of snuck up on us that one was kind of crazy like that one uh it was one of those things where what's the guy's name again uh mason what's his last name i don't know i forget mason something um people know vertex effects their ads are on facebook all the time um it was one of those things where I didn't really, I didn't know what the current story was. And I kind of, I guess, fell on the side of, well, it's still going, so it must be on the up and up. Right. And I didn't really bother to look at what, like, the even what the whole old story was. So after we did it and uh, coupled with, you know, at least a couple times in the episode where you're like, Oh yeah, I'm totally gonna post this on the gear page. Yeah, like those guys will those guys will blow up at anything, um, and it got kind of crazy. Yeah, people really hated us, and they still probably hate us to this day. They're people who were like internet stalking me around to different like groups and forums, right? And so- like trying to like blast us down and be like, oh, don't listen to this guy. He's he's like on payroll with Vertex, or right? Something like that. Um. So I mean, that was that was kind of one of the things, and and honestly, like that's kind of been the hard thing about that experience. Be- kind of made me not want to do interviews anymore. Right. Right. And and I that's part of like I I feel like you know we say that, but we're gonna be doing sort of some interviews next week, hopefully. Well, those aren't um, as much interviews. They're more like hangouts. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, but with people we know and trust. That's one of those things where it's like where people say like, "Oh, you got to you like you." People ask us a lot like, "Oh, can you do interviews?" But the problem is, is that we don't. A lot of times when we've set up these interviews, they're people who either have looked at who you know we may or may not know. Um, in terms of internet, in terms of social media. Uh, but, and we may or may not know like a lot about their company unless they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this thing. And like, we've had some, like some guys who are a little more on the, on a uh, well-known, uh, in different communities who, uh, who have talked about it, but there's always that thing of, of like, well, if you're bringing on someone who's like, maybe has had like a little controversial, right. Like, do you get them on and be like, Hey man. So, uh, turns out like. Like four years ago, everybody thought you were a huge douche. Right. So you still a douche or are what? You, yeah. Like, like you're, are you still like a total douche? Like, what do you, what do you have to say to all these people who think you're a douche? You know? Um, so there's definitely like, and, and something that I feel like kind of the luthierist has mastered uh-huh. is they tend to have, I feel like the people that they have guest hosts, they don't really do interviews. They do guest hosts. Yeah. And I always feel like when I listen to the Well, they get theorists, people on their show that have related expertise. Right. Like legit expertise. It's, right. it's basically like a this old house type show. Right. And and so I feel like that really works and always feels really like really chummy and uh-huh. like and whatever. Um so in turn, like that I guess that would be the difference between doing the interview versus doing like doing like you said, like a hangout. But it also is a matter of like a lot a lot of times these guys hitting us up and be like, Hey, uh oh, do you ever do interviews? Like I'd love to be on your show, not really realizing that like for the most part we have like a, a fairly set format. Yeah. And uh I and- also feel like 
and there's a bunch of shows out there now that do the interview thing and they do it well and we don't do it particularly well. Right. So I'd much rather just like lean on the things we do do well and let other people do those interviews. Cause you know, the people who get on the interview track, like you can like friggin' Mason from vertex. He was, he did ruffian show like within a few weeks of ours. I right. I don't know right. if he did it before or after, but it was like this guy was on the yeah the the trail. release schedule was definitely pretty tight. But you see other guys where it's, you know it's like oh I did a podcast interview that was fun I should hit up other podcasts yeah I think that happened that's how we got PRS is because he did an interview with uh, Lance I think or someone else uh, I don't yeah I'm not sure who and the PR agent was like oh this podcast thing worked out great we need to do more of this yeah so I just don't want to be on the interview trail for these guys that just want to do interviews to promote their brand. I'd rather, you know, we tend to favor these interviews where it is like controversial people. We're like, whoa, we have an opportunity to talk to this person that we know is going to get us a ton of internet traction. Right. <laughs> and and maybe that's kind of the wrong way to look at it. it is, like, I think for us, it is probably the wrong way to do it. Uh, I think we just need to stick to talking to people that we know. Really what it should do is when people hit us up for interviews, we should find like a ridiculous Craigslist ad Send it to them and be like, exactly. And give us five sentences on what you think about this ad. I and I've we'll been, decide whether or not yeah. your that your response is good enough to go. <laughs> that sounds like so elitist, but but at the same time, it's like I don't I I don't completely feel like that's unfair. I'd like to have people on the show more as guests in that way. Like if we could figure out the Skype thing, which I just that's another thing. I really enjoy just being in the same room with people. Yeah. Yeah. But if if we get guests on the show, I'd love to just spend more time instead of like talking about their thing. Like, oh, here's this person from this company. Go look them up. We're gonna do a regular episode, and we're gonna tackle yeah tackle ads. But and even then, you know, like if at the end we were like, all right, tell us uh tell us one thing you want to like one sh- give us one shameless plug. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out like what show. Uh oh, like 20 questions. Josh Scott's yeah. show. He always does like a shameless plug thing at the end of the show. You know, there's always going to be someone's like, oh, you interviewed that guy and you let him plug your stuff on your show. And you didn't call him out for this, this, and this, and then whatever. Like, I be- par- apparently Josh Scott killed Chantel. Well, like, JHS Pedals killed Chantel. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't about. know. This is this thing I saw on uh, the internet this past week. I, I don't think it's true. It doesn't sound very plausible. They but killed Chantel? Yeah, I'm not sure who Chantel was. Somebody's hunting buddy or something. They died because of JHS pedals, I guess. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't really know either. <laughs> it's a thing I read. Someone might have made it up. Okay. But no idea, dude. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So don't expect many more interviews out of us yeah. in it, 2017 in in turn like that's kind of the hard thing with doing uh some product reviews and uh it's tough because there are definitely like people who listen to the show who um who have like their own brands or they're trying to start their own things like for example um like chris carter who's right. starting up the carter carter's talk tone deal or um we kind of we mentioned it a, a little bit last week but we had a, we had a guy uh jeffrey who's starting up a company called soundbox yeah yeah that's doing like some some custom like accessories and stuff yeah soundbox, cables and stuff. yeah cables and things like that who are who are legit listeners to the show um who like you know we we want to be able to try to promote that stuff the flip side is is you know sometimes we have people approach us about like oh hey you guys are doing a podcast like I, I happen to, I run a recording studio and I know this guy who would be great for your show or, you know, Oh, I've got this, I've got the, Oh yeah. People say like, you're a good podcast to do reviews for my product, but then they don't actually listen to what the format of our show is. So then they feel all burned out when we don't like, when we do our standard format review and they don't get the results that they want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, we definitely love the builders who are part of our community and, and get yeah. like what the show's like, what the show's about. And we love it when those people 
come to us for marketing, right? And, like and, extra extra marketing, because you know there's a there's a degree of 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 marketing that happens when those people interact with our audience on the Facebook group. That's like free marketing. Well, it's not free. They have to put in the effort of being real people. Yeah. On a Facebook group, but it goes a long way. You know, like Rick Matthews has been on our Facebook group a long time before he ever sent us a pedal demo. Oh yeah. And people, yeah. you know, people love him on there. It's, Rick, Rick is great to have around. You know, there's we got all kinds of builders around, and that's that's been another huge thing of this show. It's just getting to make these connections with like builders and people actually doing stuff with the gear that we love. Like, it's just been incredible. I can't believe we've been doing this three years though. It feels like it is kind of weird. It does. Been, it feels like it's been a one year thing. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, we're we will break three years pretty soon. In January. In January. Yeah. I'm also I've also been trying to figure out the math on. And it's something where it's like, okay. Sorry. Steve I, is doing I, quiet I math to, in I his head. I have to draw a picture. Okay. Steve is writing out the years. No, I, I am. Yeah. I don't know where he's going with this. One, two. Okay. So for some reason in my head, like, I'm having trouble. I've been having trouble processing the fact that we've been around for three years but we're going to our third NAM because when I say those two things together, it makes me think that we must've gone to our first NAM, like within a couple episodes of starting. But in reality, we went to our first NAM. We were already like 50 episodes deep. Well, it was, we went like when we started a NAM that we didn't go to was happening. And so we right. went to NAM at the end of each year. At the year. end of our first year, at the end of our second year. And we will be going at the end of our third year. Exactly. But it's like, when I think about it, it's hard. I don't think about it that way. Yeah, it's the it's the and mind it gymnast- it, and it frustrates me because like I always like I'm I think in math all the time. Right. Like I think about well, like dates, basic math like dates that all and the times time. are funny because we have like these arbitrary measurements yeah. that don't match up. A, to- lo- a lot of my work projects they all start on day zero. Right. <laughs> you know the zero day of the month yeah so the zeroth day of the project but we, we think about these things in, in really weird terms like every time that there's a daylight savings time i have to do like mind gymnastics oh, yeah. to figure out like wait what time would this have been yesterday and what time should i put my kid to bed you know? yeah um, so what's some other things uh you know uh, there was the audio envy cable disaster, which is fairly yeah. recent. Still, well, that was kind of like what I—a little bit of what I was alluding to with the idea of like, I like working with a lot of different brands. I, yeah. I think it's really cool. I think it's a cool way uh, to get names out there. I think it's a a lot of fun. Um, but I think we shot ourselves in the foot by initiating um, that one, and even that wasn't told. I mean. It wasn't a disaster. There was a lot of good it, entertainment. Well, no, that came it was. It. it was like so. I mean, again, the way that all went down is there was a there was a thread on a on a group, and someone said, "Oh, you should hit up this guy," and uh, and there was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And then so I I sent out a message. It was like, "Hey, this is a great. This story. is who I am. <laughs> this is our show." Um, but the thing is that this goes back to what I was saying. Is like, I think with all across the board with all podcasts you make a mistake as a as a builder or as any sort of advertiser uh-huh um or any sort of company that wants advertisement done expecting them to do something specific expecting them to do something specific without actually listening to the show yeah absolutely so, like if he had if he if the good captain had gone and actually listened to any of our episodes he would know what a bunch of chuckle blocks we are or how about just saying <laughs> hey what's a good like have show you, me an uh, example show me an example of what you guys have done and so oh here's the 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 week is i i think actually was kind of funny about that is i think we had just done like a three or four pedal demo yeah. like a few weeks like within like two or two months probably of of him sending us stuff so there was like Related content available. A good one to send would have been the one where I sat down with Daniel Tyak and we went through like the Walrus Julia and the EHX cockfight and stuff like that. Remember that one? It was like a side episode because I didn't listen to uh, it. Tyak was supposed to 
we came hey, over and we were waiting for Josh Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Josh Scott never showed up. Yeah, because he was hanging out with Switchfoot. Yeah. Oh, I see. You choose Switchfoot over us because yeah. you're spending all this money to make videos to promote your products and their studio, whatever. Um, <laughs> did we do a Tyak episode in 2017 or in 2016? Well, I did that little side one. I can't remember if we did it. I think the the uh, the hundred episode anniversary was. The, the last, last time we were over there, one. I know people really want us to go back. Yeah, we just haven't been able. Maybe to we'll catch up with them at Nam. Uh, it's just been, it's been, we've been taking it kind of easy on our regular episodes, just hanging out doing our standard thing. Yeah. Um, one of the episodes it, that I think divides a lot of people um, uh-huh. was the recent two hundred percent slower. Oh my gosh! It was all, which was also one hundred percent longer. Yeah, was it? Wasn't it like two and a half hours or no, something? No, it's an hour. I just looked it up as an hour and fifty six minutes. Oof. Just still like we usually lock down right around an hour. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That one was super long. I remember not being fun to edit. <laughs> I'll say that. I don't remember the content. I know we were just completely sloshed. I'm trying to remember if I had any good rants this year. Probably not. I had a. I had, had some good ones last rants. year. Just bad rants. Bad rants. But something I was gonna say is that it was fun. The way, even though the audio envy thing was a complete disaster from like a like a technical perspective, I think the energy that came off of it and the fun that we had in the group and the kind of entertainment value of it was was something really special. I think it spinning off into Otter Day was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Beautiful Otter Day. Otter Day was so. I, Steve hated I, Otter Day. I, I think I hated Otter Day just because it was like, all right, we're going to just have a complete nonsense day. Well, we needed to clear and, the air. And the thing is, is Otter Day was happening while, like, basically the goal, the goal of Otter Day was... To talk about other stuff. Was, let's just drown out Yeah, totally. everything else. And I was like, no, like... I. I, I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't going to like, you guys are dumb. Otters are dumb. <laughs> like whatever happens, happens because that, that's kind of the way, that's kind of the, the way we the, run the ethos. Um, but I was kind of like, no, 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 like if there's, if someone wants to, as wants to keep a thread going, like do all your otter day stuff in your own threads. That's fine. But like, if, it just, you know, it had it had been gone, going on so, for so long, and I was so tired of it. I was just like, we gotta, we gotta clear this thing out, and just have like a hard end to it. Right. Well, and that I, was me like trying to establish a hard end on all, the whole. All like, I can say is uh, mess with the captain. All I can say is we have four months to go. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. At this point, we're not gonna lose. I, we're, it's, you know, it's. We're no, going to have fun content no matter all what. It's win, but yeah. four months to go. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, uh, I wonder how the gear on... slum's dealing with that. Remember uh, remember the secret menu? Yeah. When I, going back to speaking of Josh Scott, when I we... completely <laughs> ruined Josh Scott's day by making a, a uh, fictitious pedal. Yeah, I should say the Chantel thing was something in another group that I'm in. Where somebody was saying like, "Oh, we should just make this joke about how JHS pedals like killed somebody, <laughs> like put out a hit or something, like just because it and it was Be, born." Out- I mean, I get the joke in that people react to JHS. Yeah, such a no, strong that, way that's what it was. That they might as well have killed someone. But since we already messed with the secret menu thing hard enough that we actually had to retract it, right? Uh, because people were like slamming their emails or whatever and social well, I, media I got Josh in trouble with his distributors right, because they right. were like hitting him up like hey everyone's talking about this thing how come we're the last to find out about it what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like uh, we've kind of been good for like one one prank a year right but even then like it was just a random prank like I had because you know Josh Scott makes all these jokes all the time on different social media about in and out. Yeah. And like, yeah, I was just kind of playing off of that. Like he, I saw him do it. And I was like, ah, I, I have an idea. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to prank him. And it, I think it just went too far. I, I took my powers too far, I think. <laughs> so I haven't done any more stuff like that. And I think in the future, the problem with it was it was too real. Right. 
in the future. Well, it was a product that people wanted. I know it was kind of a fun idea, but it's not actually like the kind of product that it's not the kind of pedal that JHS makes. No, well, and the thing is, is there were a couple company, there are a couple people who are like friendly companies who are like, wait, is this real? Because I've been like trying to figure this out for like right, right, a couple months. There like, had been a couple, there had been a couple companies in the distant past that had done things that are similar, but not yeah, quite to the conceptual the, uh, Emma. Uh, Emma pedals. Yeah, yeah. One. I mean, basically, it was a and the idea is an envelope looper. Yeah. In that it was a loop controller. Like you could plug any pedal into the loop, and it would blend the pedal in and out with your playing dynamics. And so, I had some interesting controls on there. And in a way, I was hoping that someone would see the idea and run with it, because um, I think it's that's a, fun a thing. Idea. Is is that the one that you've been wanting to try to get somebody to build for a while? Yeah, but I'm not motivated enough to make it actually happen. <laughs> but that's kind of like how, you know, like Daniel Shields makes the chronograph, which is an idea we came up with on the show is a yeah, a dedicated clock on your pedal board that looks like it belongs on your pedal board. I feel like if um we have a good ideas every now and then, I, th- I think Steve. I feel like if uh that was a pedal idea or like a tool, it's not really a pedal, it's like a tool idea that was more had more universal application yeah it might be worth it to like find a company who would be willing to do it and try to do the tone mob thing and just make it like a 60 cycle hum pedal oh sure be like what would it take to do this like what would the numbers look like i was trying to to pitch it to tc electronic i thought like integrating it into the uh into the polytune was a smart idea yeah Oh, like as a as a feature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, you're not going to get that. Uh, yeah. They're not, not, not because, you know, it's TC, but just because, like, that's a, they're a big company. That's a, oh, exactly. that's a tough break in. It is a tough break in. Um, do we want to talk about, do we want to reminisce about Bendy and, and Wang's amps? Yeah. Sure. Why not? I, I thought that was interesting. And that was in this past year. A lot of, a lot of like kind of drama things happened in the group this year. Like, yeah, things were happening with people and we had to like kick people out or, you know, not as much as happens in other groups, but more than has happened in our group. Things happen with people and also with things. Yeah. So we had this guy join the Facebook group. I don't know if he actually ever listened to the show or maybe he listens all the time. But he was well known for being in a lot of different groups and kind of promoting yeah. his connection to the Wang's Amp brand. And so we let people kind of just do what they want in the group. And we were letting it go for a long time. And people were getting more and more confrontational with them because they were getting sick of it. Yeah. Well, so in a lot of ways, I felt ba- a little bit bad because the thread that put it over the top, uh-huh. he didn't post. Right. Somebody shared something from his page. But it was another person. Right. And that was the one that everyone really freaked out about. But it had been it had been getting close to the boiling point for a long time. Like the reason it got that post got posted was because people were getting really frustrated with this guy's interaction with the group and the way he acted and yeah, uh, the way he answered questions and the way people he responded to people who were questioning him. Um and so it came down to this moment where Basically, a few personalities were holding the entire group hostage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think maybe at the beginning of 2017, I might lift the block on Bendy. I'm not gonna tell him it's lifted, but I think uh, I think I might lift it. Well, here's here's my thing. You know, on on removing him from the group and explaining to him, like, listen we just don't think your personality is compatible with what we have going on here in, and we have to remove you because right. it's just, it's just distracting to from what we're doing too much. And he sent us, uh, the, the little Wang's amp to demo. Well, he said, yeah. he sent it technically as like a, I'm sorry gift or something. Like right. That. Right. And I was like, no, 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 we're going to do a demo of it. Yeah. Which is actually a great little amp. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we've gotten a pretty good. Uh, we've gotten good traction off. Yeah, of it. but my my feeling towards uh, Bendy or Darren or whatever name you want to call him that he goes by is that if he was had been able to figure out how to 
meld with the culture of the group and the personality of the group and act in a way that made sense within the group. Sure. He would be like a folk hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's this guy who's, you know, doing fun things and getting, you know, lining himself up with, uh, you know, affordable import brands and doing like really silly little skit videos and stuff like that. And like, he's got a high character thing going on. The guy's a character. He could be on a show on TBS. Yeah. (laughs) But just the way he interacted with the group made it not possible, which kind of bums me out sometimes when he gets brought up. I'm like, I think this guy could have worked worked out really well in the group right. if things had just been a little I'm not, different. I'm not saying it's going to work out. I'm just saying like open up the possibility. We're going to open and- it up and then the next time because I'm friends with one of his accounts which he actually hasn't posted in a while I don't think. Yeah. I think he's um, really busy now. He picked up a bunch of other brands. Yeah. Well he's uh he's now sponsored by Wangs XVV I say sponsored, like he's an endorsed artist. So right, it right. means he gets artist pricing, which is like 50% of like whatever they actually sell by typically. Oh, I have no idea. I'm sure it's no, different. I, I think I'm it sure is. it's different for every brand. So he's a distributor for he's a distributor for Wangs. Right. Sorry, Wongs. Um I'm always gonna call it Wangs. Yeah, I know. I'm just not mental processing right now. <laughs> um Wongs, he's I believe an endorsed artist for XVV. Um, I really want to try their phaser. Zima- he's an endorsed artist for Zemitis. They're like those fancy pants guitars. Right? right. And it's kind of weird because they used to be like a, I, my original impression was that they were like a very high end. Like in my mind, they were the gaudy, the, what, what Russ art was to right. metal guitars. Literally. Yeah. Zemitis was to Mother of Pearl. Yeah, because they do like the bathroom tile look thing. And with- I don't know if something changed because I don't know their the company history that well. But I know like their more recent stuff is like it seems like they're more of an import brand now. Right. And maybe they've always been that way and I, I just didn't really realize it. Um, I don't know. Obviously, like as far as I know, Trussart is still like a made in the USA product. Yeah. Um and incredibly, like despite the fact that their guitars are made out of metal, they really don't weigh a lot. No, they, they well, they're hollow. Uh, well, yeah. Um. So, so anyway, uh, so those are the th- three brands I can think of. I feel like there's a fourth one that I'm forgetting. There might be. Um. But it's one of those things where, like, it's it's all about interaction. You come in and you yeah. say. Oh, you're looking for a delay? Like, well, like I can hook you up because I'm an endorsed artist with this the XV memory, which is effectively, from all accounts, like just a like a straight, pretty much a straight copy of the EHX Deluxe Memory Man. Right. Only it's 150 bucks instead of 320 bucks. Oh, and I think it's also designed by the guy who designed the Deluxe Memory Man, so it's not even that much of a ripoff. Right. It's his, it's him revisiting it. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be like a cool thing, but it like you can't it's you can't do the subtle nod thing. You gotta do like a full on like I'm a participant and I'm gonna rep my stuff when people ask about it and the rest of the time I'm just not gonna talk about my stuff. Yeah, I yeah. am. And maybe if there's a after a few months, you say, well, I've been interacting with a lot of stuff. Hey, is it cool if I talk about this deal that my brand's going on? And yeah. for the most part, like, again, you brought up, like, Rick Matthews at the beginning. He's a, a classic example of how If to, Matthews yeah. is having a sale, dude, post it. Pr- post your stuff. We don't care. It's, it's because cool. the vast majority of the rest of the time, you wouldn't, unless you're familiar with his name, you wouldn't even know that. He's yeah, a builder. Yeah. He's and that's just how, on the group as a regular that's person. That's how most of the builders in the group are. Yeah. You know, so it's what it is. Um, One of the guys, speaking of people in the group, um, one of the guys who's really been inter- uh, interacting a lot is uh, John Snyder from Creation. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Creation Music Company. And he just did that interview with the, with the Gear Slum. With Gear Slum, yeah. It was a great interview, by uh, the way. And he is the progenitor of CC Desisti. He is. Or uh, rather, he, the inspiration, I guess, for CC Desisti. Uh, ground zero of that piece of culture of our group and of our show is we were talking about, um, you know, his 
interactions with uh, pedal choo-choo, with pedal train, and basically needing to change his whole line around everything that he does. We did a whole show about, um, you know, what was going on and our thoughts on the state of the industry with that happening. And so we've, you know, got this part of our online culture now, culture of the show, where anytime there's any vague hint of any kind of legal problem in between, you know, brands or individuals or anything, it's like, oh, CC desisty, here we go. Remember when I first said CC desisty? You're like, what the hell are you doing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could ever say. I have no idea how that took off. <laughs> it's a great little phrase. It's cute. It's cute, Steve. People love it. <laughs> Steve hates it. No, I'm I'm always trying to think of hashtags for us to use on Instagram. You're not. You don't really play the hashtag game. I don't. we I was actually talking to, uh, to someone at work about that today about how. Uh, you don't play the hashtag game, and that's why your Instagram posts don't get love. Oh, you, you don't drop them sweet, sweet hashtags. Every, I'll put some basic ones every every now and then. But the best one to use is uh, well, the the one I feel like I've had the most success with is um, I think know your tone. You're talking about yeah, you're talking about using hashtags that are like people use them a ton, like Gary Busey and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Gary Busey, I think. That's a Mason Stoops creation. Was it, it Mason Stoops? I'm pretty sure. Um, he started using it, and then everyone else grabbed it. It's hilarious. I love it. I think Know Your Tone, at least the guy who I got it from, was um, uh, was from Blake, from okay. the Tone Mob. And that's definitely, I think, the hashtag that I've gotten the most... Um, the most beat off of huh. like the most success using so know your tone man know your tone looking through the list i think we've covered the vast majority of of stuff that people mentioned uh we started doing but the the last thing here is we started doing the wheel of pedals contest in 2016 right yeah and that went really hot and real strong uh for so hot for most of 2016 so strong it feels like it's kind of died off the past month or two because we need a corporate sponsor there's not much on the wheel as of lately um but no, there's a, i mean there's still 10 pedals on there right but it's not like like remember when we got the flint oh that was another part of oh, april yeah. fools like i lined that up uh with you know the the guys at strymon heard about the wheel of pedals and they i think they contacted me or they contacted me through someone else like hey we want to send you something for the wheel and that like exploded the wheel like we got so many pedals and everyone trying to win the flint um i've been thinking about this and it's the first time i'm bringing it up to you steve um we might have to do some cooking of the wheel to make get it started but in 2017 um what if we put a a dollar limit window on the wheel pedals what if we make it for more higher end stuff um I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. We'll have to talk about it later, but you think it could be... So what you're proposing is a future dollar limit on the wheel of pedals. What would that dollar limit be like? A dollar value limit. 50? Like, because like, right now, what what just what happens is people end up sending us, you know, like the, the Dan Electro pedal they got for 20 bucks. Right. What if we said there has to be a $100 MSRP Ooh, minimum? That would be interesting. And so we eliminate a lot of that stuff. What would you do with uh well what we have to what do, would you do with the stuff that's on there right now? We'll have to cook up the positions on the board and add stuff in there. And I was thinking like we could use add-ons from a few different companies who want to sponsor it to get us to the next level. We can use some of the pedals from TC that we just got. Right. Uh to get it closer and just, you know, experiment with that for a little bit. Because I think it kind of died off because people were just not stoked on the dollar value of right. a lot of the pedals coming in. Well, what, are you Snapchatting, Steve? No. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> so that's something I think we'll, you and I will discuss here coming into the new year. Uh, if you're listening and you have any thoughts on that, jump on the group and let us know. I know the, the draw for a long time... With, with wheel of pedals is that you 
could send in something garbage and you might get something garbage in return or you might get something good. But there definitely is a point where, like, you know, even if you sent in, like, one of, it's like one of the better entries and we had a, a, a couple of them were, like, the Voodoo Lab Sparkle Drives. Yeah, yeah, those are um, great. But, like, if you send that in and you win something that's, like, I don't know, like the TC Electronic flashback that we had or something like that, right? Um, you're definitely trading up. The problem is, is like you send in the flashback, which is like a $60, $70 pedal for, and you get a $100 pedal. And then in turn, you're like, well, maybe if I got lucky, I'm going to get that $60 pedal. What am I willing to send in? And you send in like, you know, a Dan Electro Fab Series pedal yeah, that, yeah. that you paid five bucks plus shipping for. Uh, so there's definitely, um, I think there's we, definitely kind of we either got thing a, that we got to figure out. We either got to mix it up or we got to retire it. Is the way I'm looking at it. All right, here's and what then we ex- do: explore other contests. Here's what we do: two wheels. I don't want to do two wheels. The, the garbage wheel. So so okay. We so, had talked about that early on, like having like an extra wheel where, like, if you roll like the 10 spot then you get to go on to an extra to wheel. the bonus wheel the bonus wheel yeah where there's the really good stuff the problem is just populating it yeah like I, I think i think i like it being more casual and being more open i think if we would have started out the gate trying to do that we could have made it work but i think at this point there's just been too much changeover and i don't want to have another piece of like another plot An- another piece pedal shelf built sitting around my house taking up space like one wheel is enough <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um I you know, I don't know. Um I think the limit would be interesting, but I think it would also we'd have to figure out a way to 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 pair it back. I think what we would probably need is either to one get some like you said, get some uh corporate sponsorship of some sort. Some I say corporate sponsorship, but you get some companies like um Strymon sent us the Flint before. Uh, Caroline. Uh huh. Caroline sweetened it up. Uh, sweetened it up. So we have had these companies who have done it. We had a few p- different people send stuff to sweeten it up. Um, the other, so we could do that. Um, and in those cases, like it would be like these companies are sending a lot of times these pedals that are like 150, 180 bucks. Um, the other thing is that we could probably do though i don't know if we could do it with the current wheel um you know we could we could sweeten the pot by including our own merch like hey if 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 you get you know a 20 dollar pedal we're gonna throw in a shirt and a bunch of stickers okay but what if you get like a hundred dollar pedal are you not gonna get merch nope um and the thing is is then you're just giving away merch right but i'm saying we need to do this as a transition to get the wheel up to each pedal being worth at least a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. I see what you're so saying. So it's not like every single time. It's like we've got 10 spots. We need to sweeten up. Right. I would say maybe the thing to do might be to um, say maybe that level needs to be set at $50 to start. And here's what we do. You want to work it up slowly? We uh, take everything that's on there. The problem is $50 MSRP, a lot of the cheap stuff we were getting yeah. was probably already No, $50. I think we just got to we just gotta rip well, the band-aid so, off. So the thought that I was having, though, was we we say $50. We just sell off the board, the current board as much of it as we can, and then we just fill it with the new TC Electronics <laughs> line. Well, my thought was that, you know, even if it's under $100 value when we st- throw stuff on there, It'll get it a lot closer by throwing those things in to, dub, to double right. up the prize. Like, oh, you're going to win two pedals. They might be worth 70 bucks, but it's going to get you a lot closer to your $100 investment. Sure. sure. So, I don't know. I, I don't feel like we have anything else to talk about this episode. We covered the year, I think, pretty good. Well, what were the trips we did? We did... We did Carfest. We did Nam. We did Carfest. We didn't really talk about Carfest, did we? We did a little bit at the beginning. Um, I did. I, I waxed poetic about and it. Yeah, we did do Quilter. That, oh, yeah, we the, did Quilter. The Quilter event was really cool. Uh, it was interesting to me how... I think the thing that that cracked me up the most about Quilter looking back is how um, the 
younger reps, uh-huh. uh, you know, are kind of like, you know, this is a market, kind of a marketing opportunity looking at it that way. For better or worse. I don't think either of these approaches is wrong. Sure. Uh, but definitely the younger reps that we interviewed, to, I, I can't even say that. Um, but I think the younger, at least some of the younger reps, like the, major, the majority of the younger reps, I can say that, saw it as like a, a little bit of a marketing opportunity. Like, let's right. talk shop and then marketing. Um, and it was interesting to me how like the older guys were just like, nah, man, let's just talk about all these crazy things I've done in the last like, yeah. 60 years. Yeah. They were ready to reminisce. Yeah. So it's like, I still think uh, like Grover Jackson is a guy, if you put him a microphone in front of him, like, and just let him talk for like, you just get hours. Oh, totally. Hours. We could probably do an entire year worth of just Grover Jackson stories. <laughs> I really probably need to go up there and sit down with him and just let him do that. <laughs> Talking to a microphone for hours and hours. Yeah, he was a hoot to hang out with. Uh, Pat Quilter was a hoot too. Yeah, all those old guys. Don awesome. Don Lace. Did Don that Lace. stuff between with you and Lace ever work no, out? No, I haven't heard back from him. He, oh, he would hit me up for some graphic design design stuff, and it never worked out so far. Anyways, you never know. Yep. You know these guys are busy. I hear from people sometimes a year or two after initial contact. Yeah. For graphic design stuff, like oh, I'm finally ready to long game start my business. Okay, well. I've got a new price quote now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's been fun to do kind of this year in review and it's like, just definitely been talk interesting about where, about, you know, these various things that are part of our show's culture yeah. came from. It's hard to think about too. I think looking back at this year, I have no idea what's going to happen in 2017. Oh, no idea. You know, it's, it's crazy. I think 2016 was really the year where, the show became the thing we joked about it becoming in our first year. Right. Like in the second year, we were working hard for those things to become like reality, like getting paid sponsorships and getting demo work and things like that and getting to go and do travel. And then in 2016, it all happened. Right. We became the show that we fantasized couldn't even exist. I have to, I have to say not to pull back the curtain too much, I'm bummed that we, I feel like we're ending 2016 without consistently breaking 20,000 or without consistently breaking 2000 listens an episode. Sure. We had a stretch at towards maybe mid late spring where we were hitting 20,000 or 20,000, 2000 with every episode. And we're a little bit below that now. Our feed hits are higher now. Really? Which is interesting. Like we're so consistently at like 3,000 plus feed hits. Right. So maybe people are just catching up. I don't know. I think people, because I'm, I think there's a lot more content out there now and people aren't listening religiously as much right. anymore. But still like, and honestly, that's like a, that's a, I, I recognize that as a selfish thing on my part. Like, no, I'd, I'd love to have tons and tons and listens, uh, every week. Um, I think we've hit saturation to a single certain point for this niche. Sure. Um, we had a huge bump after all our interviews at last winter, Nam. Um, I'm, we're planning some different kinds of content for us to capture at winter Nam this coming year. Yeah. And so maybe we'll get a big bump off of that again and get a new listener listenership and maybe re rewind some old. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, at, at the end, you know, Someday, people aren't going to listen anymore. And we'll yeah, just, and, and you we'll know, I didn't. Quit. <laughs> I didn't intend that like as a bummer because right, right, I, right. I don't think it it is. I think we have a lot of momentum going into 2017. And actually, like I feel like the last month, month and a half has been really strong for us. Yeah, uh, we just haven't hit like our like our. Excuse me. We hit some peak numbers early in 2016, and we and then they kind of trailed off over the summer and never really recovered. Yeah. Um, but. Like I said, like I really just like making the show. Yeah, me too. I like what the group has become. Um, I think so. I think even if we hit a place like you know, like Six Stream Bliss, where like we just couldn't make the show anymore, I think the culture of 
of 60 cycle hum is going to continue on right and honestly like, I, I don't know that i don't see that happening no in, no in not at all near future like i mean it's I mean, we it's just four four hours just, every other week that we sit down. We and just do this. ordered a thousand dollars in merch. So, yeah, yeah, we're not going uh, anywhere. <laughs> and we and we have you know like a thousand dollars invested in our condo at Nam. So well, you say that, but I'm looking at a bin right now that's probably got a three or four hundred dollars worth of t-shirts in it. Yeah, those are so. our old band shirts of <laughs> various odd sizes, and I think we're going to distribute yeah. those in yeah. some interesting ways here in the so, future. Um. Let's wrap it up, Steve. Let's thank the sponsors. Yeah, uh, thanks to Sinusoid for sponsoring uh, this episode. Uh, Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. If you are looking for a cable in any size, maybe not any size. I'm sure there's some. I think kind they of maxed out at twenty, um, at twenty feet. But uh, you know, I can't speak for them. But if you have a special need, write them and figure out if they can meet your special need. I think they they typically like to do fifteen to twenty foot cables. Yeah. Uh, so check them out. They've been a big, big support for us and we yeah. really appreciated them. They've been a big support in our videos Yeah, because we, uh, we use their cables in all our videos as kind of a product placement thing more than any other like pedal company or amp company we've done demos for. Sinusoid shares our videos like all the time. Oh yeah. And our, their cables will barely be in the shot. They're like, Hey, look at this. Watch this video. Yeah, basically, I, all all you're really getting is this uh this plug, <laughs> like literally like the the just, plug at the top, like yeah. because of the way you frame it. It's just been great. It's been a great relationship working with yeah. Sinusoid. So go check them out. They do a really great job of running an honest business and and providing a great product. And yep. they they know that you could go and order the parts and build this yourself, but they charge a fair price for their labor and for their uh for their organization over there. So go check them out. Yep. Sinusoid.com. Yep. All right. This, uh, this week's song is sent to us by Kenny Gregg, uh, who I have not heard from in a long time. I think he dropped off social media. Kenneth Gregory. Kenneth Gregory. Really? Yeah. He sent us this song and, uh, he, uh, he says, uh, it's a Christmas song. So Christmas was uh, a week ago, it's but that's yesterday. okay. Yesterday? Yeah. Is this the one right after Christmas? We the talked one, about this earlier. The day after Christmas, Steve. Um, anyway, so this is Jingle Bells, and I hope you enjoy it. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. See you guys in the new year. Bye.
Thank <laughs> you.